everyone. Hi, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in my studio with none other than the man that I'm married to and with whom I have two children and a dog, Daniel Quantz. Hello. Hello. What's happening? Starting out natural right out of the gate. I can't be natural. I <laughs> If I'm natural, what happens if you're natural? I would kill the show. Oh, I see. And then we'd have to move out of this house. <sighs> Where would we go? The streets. Oh no! All because you said hello in a not over if the I, top way. That's if I'm if I'm being real, then people would be like, "Oh man, what a bummer that guy is." It's too it's too much. Like too, it's like the it's too verite. It's like in your face. Just like, like I felt fine, and then that guy said hello, and I was reminded of the purposelessness and meaninglessness of existence like that. It would, yeah, it, it would just rock the listeners to their foundations. It would be too much. They would just like, I don't tune in for this. Yeah. This realness. Can I just address the elephant in the room in my mind? <laughs> I mean, I guess an elephant in the room is always in your mind. The but ele- can I just There's share- always an elephant in your mind. In that you know what an elephant is. Right, but you're not always thinking about it. But can I just share what's... I'm just... I'm gripped with something that just happened mere moments ago. Oh, tell me. I already told you, but I got to tell them. Tell them? Yeah. By by me, I mean them. Okay. I'll tell all of you. I posted a clip from my Steven Weber episode. Oh, boy. It was high-minded stuff. Mm -hmm. It was his just mere everyone was sometimes he sees two of things. And I was like, what? I was like, I think it's a true just you. Like, when he crosses his eyes, he sees two of something. And I'm like, well, yeah, I do too. But he kind of always has a little bit of, I don't know. He always, like, he he worries that he can, like, create that second image, like, of something really fast. And then we were talking about crossing our eyes. And then we were doing, like, fun stuff with eyeball crossing. Um, I saw a thing, like, clickbaity and i didn't so i didn't click on it that said you can teach yourself how to rotate your iris like on instead of like moving it back and forth or doing it just to spin it like what, not by spin turning it your head <laughs> oh that's how they do wait it. was this one of those like links brought to you by tabula kind of things where it's like i don't remember know, but I'm, eat this one thing every day and then it's like a picture of a slug or something no Maybe or doctors don't want you to know this or like 45 celebrities who impaled themselves on a pencil. You'll never guess 26 <laughs> stuff like I that. I love those. I, I never click them, but I'm so tempted. I want like a safe browser where I can. Cl- the yes. problem with clicking through to those isn't that, oh, no, now I've got cookies on my which. Yes, that's the problem with it. It, the main problem is you never get the article no, that you want. No, because there's 6,000 pop-ups before then. It's impossible to navigate. There's like a roulette navigate. wheel pops up on your yeah. thing, and also you've won money. And right. then one of those, like, there's malware on your computer. Click this to make it go away, but right. then you've actually just, like, enrolled. Right. And then there's, like, a, a hut in the forest with an old hag, and you have to answer a riddle. And right. And she gives you a... Yeah. 
There's there's two hags in front of two huts. One always tells the truth. Oh boy, here we it's go. Here. Your favorite. Yes. Yeah, so, no, so anyway, I posted this high-minded clip of Stephen Weber on my show, and then you know, this thing that Instagram gives you the option to make another person a collaborator. So if they accept your request for them to be a collaborator, then it'll show in their feed too. Mm-hmm. It's too much. We're mm-hmm. flying too close to the sun here. Mm. Um, because I'm always like, should I do this or not? Because if I do, then it's good because it allows, you know, it gets in front of that person's followers, but it's making myself vulnerable because if they don't accept it, then I feel bad. But it shows up on their grid, doesn't it? If like, they, if you, if if they you accept, accept it. Well, there's some people that are very, they curate their grid. Yeah, I know. So it's like they may not accept collaborator because it's like you know what, uh, I'm what I'm doing is I'm making a picture of something in my grid or something. Yeah, but I don't think Stephen. But so anyway, he did accept the post about the show. I think so. Maybe he's like I promoted enough. Anyway, long story short, I know he saw it, but he did not accept it. So now I have to sit here and feel a little bit yucky. Mm-hmm. That's the elephant. And this is also like the fourth episode. No. Okay. One, two, three. It's the third or fourth episode where I've started by talking about him. And he was in my dream. What is happening? You are obsessing. Is what it is. <laughs> That's what's happening. So our friend, RJ City, is obsessed with Steven Weber. Oh. And has like... I don't want to say like a a like a man crush on him, and I mm-hmm. feel like it's like just I soaked it up. It's the halo effect. I mean, he's a cool dude, super nice. I know. Came in, was asking me about writing comics. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> You're always your mind is always blown whenever anybody is like actually impressed with what I do. No, that's not true. He came in and he knew about your... Having you had, written Spider-Man yes. comics. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> what is happening? I mean, it was pretty surreal. To in have, all the years... Sorry, go ahead. Well, to have someone like him... Do, I mean, it's one thing if right. like Jordan Morris comes in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's a comic book guy. Yeah. Uh, but like, I wouldn't even think he'd be aware of comics. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, so it was his no his knowledge of comics that just, threw you just more than be, his knowledge of you. Just, well, just to just on a base level for him to be someone who's even like gives a shit about comic books, and then for him to on top of that then to know about the fact that I've written them. That was the part that I was like, "What is happening?" But I'm just saying both of those things were a bit like, yeah. "What?" Oh, okay. Well, it was yes in the. It's not like I wrote like some obscure, you know, I wrote Spider-Man. Like I know, but I'm just saying in all the years I've been with you, no one has ever recognized you for that. Okay. The f- remember like one of our very first dates and someone recognized you on the street though? No, it wasn't on the street. We went into a bookstore. Oh. In Los Feliz. It really well, it was it I should know the name of it. It's been so long. But it was near a street. Went into a bookstore and the and the guy didn't. I don't think he knew me even. He was like, uh, he just recommended my book to me. Oh, 
not knowing who I that I wrote it. And I go, oh yeah, I wrote that. And you were just like, sawahua. Yeah. It was as though I had planned it. Yes, it was. And I had to pee really bad. Remember that? Can I say something crazy? Can I derail the show for a second? I've already done that, but yes. The graphic novel I wrote, mm-hmm. uh, Syndrome, which is out of, Co- out of co-wrote, print. Co-wrote, yeah. Co-wrote. Thank you. I don't uh, actually I don't know why I felt the need to say well, that. Well, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, because it was a collaborative uh, thing I wrote with my writing partner. Um, the uh, the book resells now for almost a thousand dollars. Are you serious? Yes. I have a copy of it. I know. How many do you have? I have a couple. I mean, but it's like. Do you feel dirty? Well, no. I mean, it? I don't. I don't. I. It's like it's only going to go up in in value. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to sell it now. But I. But I've been thinking about it for for, for a few days now since I learned that, and I'm like. What kind of weirdos are spending a thousand dollars? True crime fans. You, yeah. We got to fill people in a little bit. I know that. Yeah, the guy, the guy who who paid story. us to uh, to write it uh, killed his baby mama uh, in a way that was very similar to the way that we wrote a couple murders in the book, and it was just very. But it's just weird that. Like, but that's, people, you think that's coincidence, right? Uh. Well, I think he he may have fetishized what we wrote and then like Ugh. copied it. I don't know. He didn't come up with the 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 things that we wrote though. But um <laughs> but like no one's buying the book for $1000 cuz it's like the writing is so amazing. <laughs> I mean that that would be why I would want it to be selling for that. It's because it's like no, this it's macabre. it's macabre. Yeah, so it's like ugh. anyway. <laughs> I think he said macabre. I like to say it that way. That's a fun way to say it. Macabre sounds wrong. It sounds like it sounds like you're talking about your salad. If it's I say macabre, if I say macabre, uh-huh. I, first of all, I feel like I'm from Boston because I'm not saying my R. But it's an, okay. Go ahead. Excuse me. <laughs> and then also, I feel like I have to apologize afterwards to R's for forgetting for forgetting them. But do you know where the R is in it? It's stand. It's in the middle of the word. No, it's not. It's after. It's macabre. It's. Macabre, yeah. Yes, but the R just wants to be heard. <laughs> but you're saying macabre. Yes, I'm. I'm putting it where I feel like it should go. Okay, that does make sense. I remember I would like the just... R wants to be seen. That's it. It doesn't matter. We no. all want to be seen, right? We are all the R in macabre. Okay, macabre I... is wrong too. It's, it's I macabre. know. I try. <laughs> I try to just give, just a like. A hint of the last syllable, like, like, I just, just, just a kiss of sound on the last Macabre. syllable. Yes, but and in this, it's same just like way, a, a little landing. Like thing. you know how some people pronounce Les Misérables, Les Misérables, and I'm like, nope. They do. Yeah. Wait, how do they say it? Les Misérables. Les Misérables. Yeah, they just leave all they just leave all that shit at the end off of it. They're like, but that's I can't, not I how French can't. people pronounce no. it. No, I I'm just like, I think there was a time where I was like Les Misérables. <laughs> oh, so you get the L in there, just a little hint. Just it's a like tiny, a little like a, little, a wink to the L. Yeah, I just want to nod to the L, just like macabre. I just want to, and I remember this guy. Please always say it that way. <laughs> macabre. I wish, we doing, <laughs> I wish we were doing video now um, on this one. And I remember this guy, Mark, 
saying to me, why are you pronouncing the last syllable? And I was like, I'm barely pronouncing it. But of Les Miserables? No, of Macabre. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me realize, I think with pronunciation, it's kind of like it's binary. Either you are or you aren't. But I'm like just... Just a tiny bit. Yeah, I don't fuck around. I'm I just put it right saying, in the middle I'm of the word. I'm not saying macabre. <laughs> right. He, tro- he, he treated me like I was. Right. I put it in the middle and then no one has any doubt what's happening. Yeah, but how many people correct you? Nobody, because nobody has the balls <laughs> that you have, <laughs> The barrels? No one has the barrels like you have. <laughs> the barrels? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. I, but I feel like we were going somewhere else. Oh, Yeah. Steven Weber. I was just surprised. Um, and then it turned out that he said that he had Googled you. He wanted to know who the hell we were. Yes. <laughs> it was literally the opposite of knowing who I was. Yes, but my understanding of it when he walked in and- was He made like, it seem like he just knew. He did, yes. But uh, the, all, but that is to say, what a what nice about, dude well, to have done that and then not- not started the conversation that way. Like, hey, I looked you up and you did that. Just to treat me with uh, that respect. It was like uh, very flattering. Yeah. Uh, anyway, super nice guy, but we don't need to keep talking about him. Although maybe he should be our new friend, our new uh our I pal. mean, I would have thought so, except that he didn't accept my request to be a collaborator. So I uh, got to rethink he's friends. He, he's friends with... Uh, Mel Brooks? Uh... Oh. Bosch. Titus Welliver? I mean, I would have a lot of, I have a lot to talk to, to him about. I was on an episode of the Corolla show with him. And so all I want to do is talk to him about working with David Milch. Well, I hope I can make your dreams come true. Anyway, Daniel, I must tell everyone that my merch is in the store. It is flying off the shelves like hotcakes. Or at least I'm selling a lot. And uh, I keep adding new stuff. So please check has out the anyone, merch store. Has anyone bought the new shirt yes, that I made? they have. A very exciting. Yeah. The stencil. Yeah. I, I, I call it the deconstructed logo shirt. I saved it. The file name is stencil, but okay. You know, it's your show, your product line. You can do whatever you want with the name. Thank you. It's a branding thing. Yeah. But so anyway... Check out, the, and I made it available in a few different colors. Should there be a sub set of product that's just DQ related? Yes, because, in fact, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. There's been a request for Eat a Bag of Dicks pins. Do you still have oh, some? Oh, I, I do. I, you'll have to tell me how to get these into the mix. We go, Well, so we would have to send them to them, and then they can. Well, we'll but talk I'm about gonna, it offline. Yeah, because I need to send some stuff anyway. So... But Allison, how do I get the merch? Get very quiet and then listen and it will find you. But if you get impatient doing that, then just go to my website, alisonrosen.com. Click the thing at the top that says something about merch. Wow. It doesn't specifically say something. Wow. I forget what it says specifically. It's like new merch, something like that. Um, what is like, so there's influencer, which is someone who influences people. Yeah. What's like someone who just, they fluence people? It's like neither here nor there. Someone who they're not really influencing, but you're not like defluencing. You're just a fluencer. You just keep things flowing. Is that me? Yeah. 
That's me. I'm a fluencer. Let's see if fluence is a word. I know fluency is a word, but is fluence? Fluence. Fluence energy is a thing. It's okay. like the name of a, it's a Siemens and it's a company, a global market leader. In I'm not doing an ad for fluence. Okay. I think it's maybe not. It seems like it's just this company that's coming. Well, that, you're, I coined it. <sighs> Sorry, there's a burp trapped in my throat and I just can't decide which way it's going. I released it. Have you ever had, <laughs> have you ever released uh, a fart, like a, like a stealthy fart? Mm -hmm. uh, this didn't just happen to me, but yeah. it happened to me earlier. And <laughs> while you're sitting, where the little, the little fart bubbles, they like <laughs> one by one, like creep up your butt crack. <laughs> there, so there's like, it doesn't That's all so exit ticklish. the butt. It's just like, ding, 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 like they're under, like it's underwater. <laughs> like, and then it's like, Over up the, what? The How does it do that? I don't know. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. It is so much like you're underwater. You're like, yeah. but I'm just sitting here in sweatpants. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did that happen to me earlier, and I'm like, I was actually really happy because I don't think of myself as having much back. I was like, I got enough to do that. <gasps> I got enough for that. So you think people who don't have a lot of butt cheeks never have the like... They don't have the joy of the little, the teeny like fart bubble <laughs> creeping up their butt crack. <laughs> yeah. But what is it really? Because it's not a bubble. I mean, that, if well, you were actually air. passing a bubble, that's so gross. It's, it's a tiny pocket of warm air. Just warm Just going, you know, parting, parting the skin ever so, ever so tinily until it gets to the top. <laughs> Finally. It's it's the feeling of being water is what it is. It's like like I know a, what it feels in like. In a zen to, way. Yeah. So listen, we got a lot of Daniel stuff to get to because I've been keeping a little list and we haven't gotten to it on other episodes. Well, I'm here. How convenient. Oh boy, here we go with the yawns. Um, I think you need to tell the story. This is a big deal. Tony, play a drop indicating like a big important thing happening i don't feel like it should be the dun 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 um i'm not sure what it is but it's just like a big pivotal moment for daniel you've been inducted into the neighbor club i can't remember if i've spoken on this i don't think you have um last year gosh it could have been longer than a year ago whenever i was I think I was, maybe I was about, maybe it was this to say it was a year ago. I feel like it was longer than that. It might have been like two years ago, actually. Even longer, maybe. Maybe it was three years ago. <laughs> longer? Nope. Four? Okay, It three. was definitely not All right, four. we're landing on three. No, it was like two years, two, two and a half years ago. Okay. Um, I was out doing something at, with the garage. Oh, yeah, check out the garage. Oh, yeah, it's a big garage. Get, get out of here, you motherfucker. And uh, we have, by the way, the we moved into this house and we just have the best neighbors like so friendly. They've all been extremely welcoming and we have been like the worst neighbors. That's not true. Well, we're but we have it. not like, 
they you know they they all were immediately extremely like open arms like come over uh one of our neighbors across the street like the first day we moved in like we're having a barbecue come over and um and they're all just like lovely people and da 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 and like we've never invited anyone over and partly because like immediately after moving in we had a baby and so it was just like we were in baby hell for a while and then there was like a little window but our house is just not accommodating for guests and then covid hit so i give us a little bit of an excuse we're kind of reclusive we're a bit reclusive and so but i mean all that i i have i had a feeling like i bet they think we're like because we never like returned the i tried to yeah i just i've always been like i wish i I wish we could just find a way to like have them over because I, I, i think it would be uh it would be nice but I never did. So anyway, I'm out there, and uh, our neighbor across the street. Uh, so our neighbor, our next door neighbor, right next to us, is out with his kids and they're playing. And the neighbor across the street comes over with with a margarita, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you, you got you didn't and gives it to gives it to them, yeah, yeah." And and I think you know. Uh, they had just gotten really close over the mm-hmm. few years, and I think uh, our neighbors go over there and use a swimming pool and so I don't know. Oh, do they? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh. <laughs> but I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, oh man, like we've really, you know, we we've just, I, in my mind, it's like they've gotten the hint. They don't like us, you know, mm. or whatever. It was confirmation that we're not in the circle. We've blown it. Yeah, and Even uh, though we did go out there with pots and pans when when uh, he graduated uh, during COVID. Yeah, uh, the, uh, that's a long story. But, but, so, but everyone else was like getting like for real gathering, and we stayed on our driveway because we were afraid of we COVID. More, I think it was we right were, at the beginning. We were more cautious of co- yeah. COVID than the rest, and like you know whatever. So last weekend, I'm out. Cleaning out the garage again because it's a never-ending project. Tony, play the garage drop again. Oh yeah, check out the garage. Oh yeah, it's a big garage. Get the get out of here, you motherfucker! And uh, he comes over, and g- what happens? He gives me a margarita. Yeah. Where's the confetti? Uh, I- it's falling. Oh my god! No, I don't think I've ever appreciated a margarita more, and it was really good because of what it symbolized. Yeah, it was like, okay, it was like, honestly, and it's a joke, but seriously, it felt like, okay, my fears are not real or somehow uh-huh. I've been able to like, you know, it's like, okay, good. We're in the neighbor club. <laughs> uh, it was just nice. So, um, so uh, yeah, that's the update. Everybody, guess what? I'm, I'm in good with my neighbors now. So I'm always... It's just my particular neuroses. I know other people share it, but it's like I have it really bad, which is I, I'm always assuming that even my best friends, closest friends, you even, mm-hmm. like. I I'm, wouldn't say we're best friends, though. No, no, no but I'm just saying I'm even joking. you. you no, know, I'm joking. I do not tell people I'm married to my best friend. I am not married to my best <laughs> friend. Uh, Actually, I probably am. But um, yeah, same. The. uh the uh i'm always i always feel like i am one misfire like social misfire mm-hmm. away from my friends just 
bailing. It's so interesting because I don't think there's any truth to it. No, I've had to. I've been slowly learning that, but like, I just have a constant. It's just like my particular, you know, fucked up neuroses. But it's like I have this constant fear of like, you know, everyone's gonna bail. Well, it's interesting because we were talking recently. You did have friend like complicated friendships in the past with friends where you were you did feel like you were being tested yeah and i've bailed on (laughs) um yeah like my friend growing up i uh he we just had a falling out and i just stopped i just like i pulled the ejector cable on that one but um yeah i don't know so I, I it's just like I'm always like mm-hmm. I'm always assuming like oh you know reading a lot into the, you know you know I wonder though if a lot of people in our phase of life uh have because I'm think I'm sitting here th- like I know that you have your own sort of uh childhood stuff that feeds into this feeling so so that aside, I get I have abandonment issues yeah what it, my because my parents got a divorce and I was like two and shit so there's i thought you were one one and a half rounded up yeah but it's like that kind of bullshit right so but that aside i was sitting here thinking well that feeling that you're like one social gaff away or do you say garf Mm -hmm, garf. one social garf away from social garf one social garf (laughs) that see now i'm just pandering to ours and they don't appreciate that that feeling that you're one social garf (laughs) Oh my God! Wherever you are, say social garf. Just it's so much fun. Yeah. Social garf. That feeling <laughs> that you're one social garf. Oh, gaff away from them no longer being friends with you. I was thinking stems from guilt, and I feel like we all, or I know I do, walk around feeling guilty that we're not maintaining these friendships. As much as we wish we were. But I think that's from like, I don't know if everyone feels this or if this is a just me or everyone, but like there's a, there's an in a social inundation, not like there was a time of my life where I was out with friends all the time. I lived with my friends, you know, I, and I think that's just a different age in life. Maybe it has to do with less social media, no social media back then. But now it's like we're connected to so many people that we can't – we're not keeping up with all of it. Yeah, but also part of it is, you know, we're at that stage of life where we have kids and it's just well, – That's what I'm saying. It's it's the combo. Yeah, I just don't have time. Like there's there's a number of people in my life that I haven't seen in years or talked to or I'm barely in touch with fr- old friends that – and I feel terrible because it's like – but I don't have time. I just don't you – know. And you feel like they're like this fucking quant. Well, actually, I mean, I'm. Um, I don't think they feel that. That I feel like they might miss miss me or feel hurt Mm -hmm. that they haven't heard from me or that I'm not more of a friend. But see, I and and I would just push back on that slightly and say they probably feel the same. Maybe I don't know. Because I've definitely been in situations where I feel like I owe the person an apology for not being more in touch. And then they say things that sort of suggest that they feel that way, too. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I don't matter to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you just turn it back on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the deal? 
Guys, I just put on some lip gloss and it it was too much. You know how we were talking on the show about that old, that lip gloss? I think we're talking about the show that lip gloss they sold in the 80s in the little tin with the slidey top, yes. the metal thing. Yeah. There is a shop down the street that sells those. Yeah, they brought them back. Um, wait, is it the shop that you and I went to? Uh, no, across the street from that shop. What what's it called? Do you know? It's okay. I think it's okay. I don't say. remember the we name of it. Right, that's it. where that's where they had the little glass trinkets that Owen wants. Oh, it has, it has some unique name because Shaughnessy mentioned it. Okay. Anyway, um, what are they called? Lip smackers? Something like that. Yeah. Did you have a favorite flavor? Oh, I never used them. I always just liked the tin. Mm. I've never been a lip gloss guy. But, you know? but it's like. <laughs> Most of the cool guys were lip gloss guys, but I don't know. I just wasn't, you know. Um, it'd be like you just sit around after football practice and they'd be like, who's got pineapple? I got all I got here is fruit punch. Well, but it's and not really like, well, uh, Trent's got some bubblegum flavored <laughs> lip smackers. Lip liquors. Vintage. Oh, okay. So something, some cosmetics company has come out with something called Lip Liquors Lip Balm Vintage Lip Smacker Tins. So it's Lip Smackers is the name. Um, yeah, I would call it Lip Balm. And and that's uni- Lip Balm is unisex, I think. Still, you're not going to catch a manly dude like me fucking fucking around with that, you know? No, you were collecting Smurfs. You're busy doing your Smurf stuff. Yeah, Smurfs. Real men collect Smurfs. Okay. Let's take a call, and by that I mean a voicemail. Hi, Allison and Daniel. It's Jeff in tiny little Newcastle, California, which is outside Sacramento. Um, How's my summer going? Uh, The coolest thing is my daughter just gave me a tattoo. She's a a new artist, and uh, I got a kitty on a bicycle, and uh, it was her drawing, and it's, it's awesome. I love it. Um, what am I watching? You know, I'm actually playing video games, so I was actually curious to see if uh, Daniel has played the Horizon games, Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. Um, I thought those were fantastic and engrossing and really cool storytelling. And uh, favorite animal, uh, since I'm going to hit all three of these. Well, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be, I like dogs, but cats are cool, and that's why I got a tattoo of a cat on a bicycle on my leg that my daughter did. Thanks again, Jeff in Newcastle. Bye. What? The Hi, name Jeff. sandwich. I love, I love it. I don't I know where Newcastle is. I was just going to say I've never heard of Newcastle. Uh, well, Jeff, I tell you, I I have thought about getting another tattoo um, a lot. I think once you get a, a tattoo, it's like you want to get more. And I, I feel like the idea of having my one of my sons give me a tattoo is actually like, that's a cool idea. I would love... I, I, I would... I wouldn't do it now because their design would be just a, a sloppy mess. Did she does did she did she design it and then he took it and got it tattooed or like she actually tattooed it? Well, I'm sure she the way it works is they'll they'll sketch it. Uh-huh. And then they'll they put this like gel or something on the on the area and then they 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 sketch it onto something where they it transfers oh. the image onto the skin got and it. then they okay. trace it over with the with the tattoo gun. I thought uh, maybe she was a new tattoo artist. She only does... She's been a tattoo artist for a long time, but she only does new tattoos. 
Right. She doesn't give you someone else's old tattoo. No Bart, old Bart Simpsons. Right. <laughs> or, um, that's, so that's cool. I would love that when they get older, I'll, I'll get a tat from my boys. Uh, and then, yes, Horizon Zero Dawn, the first game, loved it. I haven't had any time to play video games in years. And um, like I have Red Dead 2 and I have um, uh, Last of Us 2 sitting there. I bought them and I just, it's just like, I can't, they're too, there's too much time. I don't have 80 hours for a video game. Uh, but lately, the one game where I've been a little bit tempted is Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. That's how much I enjoyed playing that game. So yes, Jeff. Dig that franchise. Um, you know, no, you don't have 80 hours for a video game, but I feel like when we fall into something we're enjoying watching, well, no, it actually takes us like two years to finish a series. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to sit there no. in the evening watching me play a video game. So any video game has to be in addition to that. I don't have time in addition to... I have no in addition. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, the <laughs> yawn. Boy, that... Allison's I yearned. Face, the yawn was like creeping up the sides of her face. She was trying to suppress it. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things you said early, early on. I, I know I've told the story before, but we were at some bar and you're like, yawn it out. <laughs> you <could> see. <laughs> Just yawn it out. Because <laughs> you could see that I was trying to stifle it. <laughs> you didn't want to be impolite. That's when you told me that you didn't appreciate living with dead grateful dead fans because if you have one you have like they're like ants yeah if you have one then you all of a sudden have like a, a hundred <laughs> with one there's bongos and bongos yeah yeah you have a nice house a nice apartment and then you get the one the one roommate who's a dead a dead fan and suddenly there's you know uh what do they call those like the sticks. oh devil sticks devil stick you got devil sticks you got bongos you got bongs Everything. Yeah. All hours. Um, that being said, I do. I do like The Grateful Dead. Uh, this is one of the sticking points in our relationship. You don't like any of their songs? I really don't. I, this is what people always go. They go, yeah, but what about this song? No, I don't like any of them. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I <laughs> not, don't like The Grateful Dead. Not any of their songs. <laughs> None of their songs. They don't like any of their fucking songs. There isn't like, yeah, but there's that one song. No, not even that You've song. Heard, wait, I I'm don't sorry. Like that song. You've heard all of their songs? I have heard all of their songs a gazillion times. A gaz at a <laughs> Who gazillion played different them shows. for you? What? Like I've heard every fucking oh. live version of every song and I haven't liked one Have you heard single the, version the of recorded them. versions yes. of them? <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't like that kind of music. I don't like How would you the describe dead. that kind of music? Just like limp fucking like noodly music. <laughs> limp noodles. It's noodly. It, it's got no fucking. Ugh, there's nothing to it. It's just like. <laughs> you know, it's just like fucking hell, man. Like, no, thank you. No, not for me. But listen, if that's your thing, I love you. I do like the scene that surrounds it. Oh my god, that's like the opposite of me. I I fucking do enjoy the A dead heads. I, I like dead heads. I don't want to live with them. I did. I've done that. Um. So no, thank you on the living with them, but I 
I like what they do. I like that they exist. I just don't want to hear their music. <laughs> I would rather listen to Deadheads in a Drum Circle than actual dead music. Sorry, um, I'm going to find the song. And if I wanna, you mind. know what? I'm going to go one step further. I don't even like bands that were inspired by the dead. Okay? This is not for me. But God bless you. If you like it, I know a lot of people, it, may, it makes them happy. I've got associations and things that make it not so great. What's happening? I'm looking at their music. I'm looking at all their songs mm. on here. And... uh and I'm just seeing if there's anything that I think might appeal to you. Um. Are you hating it already? I'm giving it a second. It's like, turn it off. The, the the guitar the guitar actually like I love I do like that like late sixties early seventies almost like garage guitar you know that that crung, yeah crung, chung, 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 chung. I do like that so it's like oh and then they kick in with the fucking horrible <laughs> vocals like. Fuck, man. It's just like, and they're harmonizing and they suck. And it's like the, the, uh, uh, no, it, it, it's like a, it's like a, a, a frequency or something that just gets right under my skin. And, and like, it just, uh, it, it's like, it's not anywhere that's what it is it's like it's not here it's not there it's, it's like nothing. r in macabre it's just like a it's nothing it's like it it's like my my mind is wanting it to finish becoming mm. and, it, and it just never does it's well this like, one here's a song with a, with a little more teeth Get on oh, the mic, though. Fuck this shit. <laughs> You're not on the what mic, honey. This is like the worst. This is like, <laughs> what if like hippies did disco? Is what this fucking shit is. <laughs> oh fuck off! No. God damn it! God, I fucking hate this. I want to fucking break something. <laughs> oh man. Okay, oh, just just one so more. Much. No. <laughs> hmm. Let's what see. I don't. Uh. Um. I mean, this one from 1987. This is like when they went commercial. Well, like Touch of Grey. Yes. Do you hate that one too? 
I do, although that song maybe is their most, like, like fine. But I, I don't, I just don't. Like, there's a skeleton playing piano. No, I liked the skeleton playing piano. Take <laughs> back what I said. I hate this. <laughs> okay, fine. Thank I, you. I, I it, partly too, uh, not partly. A, a separate thought about the Grateful Dead is I don't even understand what the appeal is. I I recognize there's an appeal. I don't judge. It's like fine if you like it. Like that's great. Everybody has different taste. Mm-hmm. What whatever, but with a lot of things I don't like, like Taylor Swift. Like mm-hmm. I don't like Taylor. Twi- t- I don't like Taylor <laughs> Swift. But I get the appeal. Like I totally get it, you know. And hey, great. Like I I got no problem. Who gives a shit if I have a problem with it? But like I understand it, even though I don't share the attraction to the music. But with the Grateful Dead, to me, I, I don't even get it. Like, I don't, it doesn't, I don't understand how you can like it. Um, I do like the Grateful Dead, but I, I've, I've, I've gone to one show, um, and I am not the kind of person who likes the Grateful Dead enough to be like, oh my God, they're set at, you have this bootleg of their set here. Like, I think all the noodling, I'm not, I'm not here. I didn't come here for the noodling. I actually prefer the studio albums. Like there's a video here and it is called Jerry was shredding and he was definitely feeling it that night. Oh my God. Who gives a fuck if Jerry was feeling anything? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like this is not sending me to Nirvana or anything. Jerry Garcia's rip snorting cocaine interview. What's that? Do you know what you, so want to know something and then. We can move on after Please. I say one more yeah. thing. Everyone thinks that they were uh, stoned when they were making their early albums. But according to an interview I read, they were on diet drugs, which is like speed. It doesn't sound like music made by people on speed. No, I know. Uh, maybe you should hear it when they weren't on speed. It was just uh, a noise pass. A sound. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, want to yeah. hear it anyway. Tony, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear covers. I don't want to play hear it. Uh, the the pass pass. Get the fuck out of here. Drop yeah. pass 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 pass. Get the fuck out of here. I don't, I don't. So anyway, my brothers, older brothers, huge deadheads, and mm. they had um, the skeletons on, which by the way have some special name like steal your God, face or something the skeletons and the bears and everything like oh, the bears are cute though but they had they? a lot of i think so they had a lot of like paraphernalia on the walls and skeletons and all that stuff uh and all of it was very like scary te- like going into their room oh for real you were scared of that shit it was like well, because there was like a lot of energy behind it too, because like they were starting to experiment with drugs. I guess to a little were, you, that would. I was been, three. Yeah. Yeah, 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 three or four. Contrast that with me. My stepbrother, who had a room off of mine, he was listening to Susie and the fucking Banshees. Now that shit is scary to a right. kid. So, but I didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't ever hear the music. 
I just saw, I just heard about the Grateful Dead. It has the word dead in it. There's all these skeletons everywhere. And my parents seem freaked out by what's going on. So. Right. I can um, see that. So. It, yeah, it was like a scary teenage layer in their room. You know, I didn't know what was happening. Uh, and then when I Did actually. Did they have black light, like black light posters? I think so. Yeah. Um, and then when I turned some age, my brother sent me a Grateful Dead's uh, cassette of American. Is it called American Beauty? That is like, to me, that's just like. Aggressive. That's like, fuck you. Like I take that as I take that as a personal in affront if someone were to send me that. I felt like it was like he was like, You're old enough now. Yes. To I'm uh, just being silly. Go for, ahead. To, yes. to enter this portal. And I listened to it and I was like, This is the music. I know. This is this the crazy the, rock the and opposite roll opposite of what you were that describing. my parents yeah. <laughs> were so concerned about. I was so stunned because I thought it was gonna be like death metal like the amount of energy around this like fear of the grateful dead and i think it was like reefer when was reefer madness like all of that well that was like 50s i think reefer madness yes this was the 1950s um well still the the panic around like what what kind of teenage things they were up to Mm -hmm. made me think and then and then to hear the music and it's like almost no offense to everyone who's going to take offense to this. It's almost like easy listening. It's almost. Like, it's like it's the. There's nothing easy about it. It's like, <laughs> it, but yes, I get what you're saying. It's like it's gentle. It's very gentle. Like you could listen to this while getting an MRI. It's like shaking. You know what it is? Hmm. This is what the Grateful Dead is. It's like shaking hands with a guy who has like a oh, a, a limp hand and that's slightly sweaty. Yeah, like that's what that that's what that music is to me. It's like. It's like a limp handshake. Mm. If limp handshake was music, I understand. You're saying there's it's toothless. Oh, it's it doesn't even exist. Almost, it's so toothless. It's just like <laughs> it's like just speak up, it's fucking star. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Look, you know, one's associations have a lot to – part of it too, again, this is like a side note, is that everybody I've ever known who's been really into the Grateful Dead, no offense to your brothers because this is, sort of doesn't apply to them, uh, from a rich family. Uh-huh. They're all a bunch of fucking rich kids. It's like put your dead bear sticker on your BMW. Like that kind of shit, man. There's something about it where it was like they're all like tourists. They all want to be like tourists in poor poor land. It's mm-hmm. like that fucking pulp song, you know, um where it's just like I don't you, know that song. Is it tourists in, uh, in poor town? No. <laughs> it's uh the I want to be with the, uh well, I have a computer. I can look it up while you finish making it. Why am I blanking on it? It's one of my favorite songs of theirs. Uh, uh, something people. Common people? Common people. Thank you. Uh, where it's just like, oh, you're, you're, you, can, you can pretend to be poor, but at the end of the day, you're, you're using your daddy's credit card mm-hmm. to buy sandwiches and fucking, you know, you're driving their old BMW. It's dilettantism. 
Yeah, and it's like, but I, f- I lived with these fuckers. Can I just vet for a second? Yeah. I lived with these fucking assholes, these fucking like rich, spoiled shitheads who were had their their parents' credit card and were buying food, you know, just living that lifestyle. Whereas I was literally scraping fucking coins out of the, w- working a job, scraping coins out of the fucking uh, uh, couch just to go buy the $1 meal at fucking Jack in yeah. the Box when I could find a dollar's worth of food. I, re- I really did have no fucking safety net. And, but, and then they, but they have the gall to pretend to be like vagabonds? Fuck off. I think a lot of the hippie movement was that too. Yes, it was all bullshit. Sorry, I'm sorry I'm being so negative. It's okay. You brought up Grateful Dead and it just sets me off. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering though, you know, my brothers are 11 I years just want to say to any dead, dead fans. You know, Robin fans, Shore and Todd Perry are big dead fans. I, I have no problem with people who are into the dead. Love the dead. I love that you're into the dead. You're a wonderful person. I this like is my shit. you just said is not true. I, I actually do believe that. Okay. Uh, to, it's just for me, I just don't. You know, you also went to school with some jerks. Well, I mean, not all of them were jerks, but like, you know, it's it was the old cliche of USC of like university spoiled children, like a lot of rich, mm-hmm. a lot you know, of rich the jerks kids. that I went to high school with. Yeah, the kids you went to exactly, and it's like for me, I, it was just a class thing. I was from a different, uh, and uh, uh, I fucking hate most of them. Yes, you want like punk or something that's like expresses. I love punk. I love the the aggr- the, the the angst. Yeah, those those of the fucking working class. those fucking pussy assholes weren't like pretending to be punk because they're all a bunch. They, that would be too rough for them. They wouldn't be able to hang with punks. They wanted something soft, and they can just go and drive, and they can drive to a million shows around the country and shit. They weren't going down to East LA to some like you know garage where a punk band was playing where they could get the shit kicked out of them well it yes yes absolutely and also i think we're talking about a slightly different times that stuff existed when i was in college the punk scene oh yeah yeah yeah. of course no but i'm talking about like well actually my brother's when they were super into the dead, could have also been into punk at that time. Like absolutely, that was a very. Oh, it's interesting. I got to ask them about that at some at some point. Like what it was like as a deadhead in high school when there were all these punks around you too. I re- I I relate a lot more to punk than mm-hmm. I do to to the dead. However, I do like like I said, I like a lot of. Um, a lot of that 70s 60s sound i like a lot of that stuff so you know hey i'm a complicated guy that's why i'm on the show let's unravel dq yeah. let's find out what's under the surface let's listen to this common people song because i want to know if i've ever heard it oh this song is great oops this song this is it oh, this is a banger have you never heard the song i don't think so 
sounds like Space Hog to me. They would have been influenced by Paul. Yeah. Oh, yes, I have. I'll see what I can do. This song. Uh, do we have to listen to the whole thing, though? I'd rather not. Yes. Go listen to that song, folks. That's I don't my recommendation love a strong English accent in a song. What? I don't love a strong English accent in a song. No, I heard you. Why? Xenophobia. No, I don't know. You don't like the, the monarchy. I don't know why. I've just it's just never really really appealed to me. Britpop has never appealed to me. I have I have a mixed I've a mixed on Britpop too though actually. But Jarvis is fun to say. He's great. Is he from Pulp? Is that Jarvis yes. Cocker of Pulp? Okay. He's so I'm of, he sort of is Pulp. Yeah. Uh Yeah, like I was never one of those like I was never into Oasis and Blur. Yes. Um I like some of their stuff, but I just wasn't my friend Ryan was like really into that stuff, and so it would. Uh, but some of it's amazing. Some of it's fucking fantastic. I like that Elastica song. I think they yeah. have accents. Yeah. Anyway, we should do a music podcast, honey. We should. Remember when we tried to do like a, a movies podcast or something, and it was like no. you just kept falling asleep in the middle <laughs> of it. Like you could, you couldn't muster enough enthusiasm to do a show with me, and so we just ended it. Do you remember that? I don't. Tell me more. We like tried it a couple times, and every time you and I tried to do just like a new podcast together, where it was like more something that was my interest, mm. you would just check out like I halfway don't, through. I don't and think then, that's true. You don't remember that happening. I mean, I and now I'm having like a vague memory yeah. of feeling like you thought that's what was happening, but it wasn't what was happening. I think there was a little bit of like too many cooks in the kitchen. Right, in there's only should were, be one cook, and <laughs> their name is me. Allison. <laughs> well, I think you wanted to host it, and I think you were getting frustrated by me not being too to, hosty. You don't want to be hosted. Well, I was a little bit host resistant. Yeah, and which I is think, great when you're a host. Is no people that are host resistant. Yeah. Well, I have them all the time. Sometimes they make the best guess, actually, because they're they're larger than life. I and very dynamic. much do not need to be the host of a show like that. I just wanted to do a show like that and you didn't want to host it. So I was like, well, then I'll host it. Yeah. But then you got frustrated with me. And then now you're saying that I checked out, I think, because I was like, fine, I won't do my thing that I normally do on mic. I'll just sit here and be a guest. And then you were like. So you didn't want to host the show, mm-hmm. not, so I not hosted in an it, official capacity. And then you were resentful that you weren't hosting the show. That's no, that's I didn't say resentful. I'm gonna I'm gonna I set said, up a GoFundMe so people. This is not because no, they're said, wanting to know what they can do. I said they're out there. No, what, what can I do to help wait, Daniel? I think you're misunderstanding. They can buy my merch. I think you're misunderstanding <laughs> <laughs> the merch that you merch. designed. Thank buy you. our merch. Mm-hmm. I think you're misunderstanding what I mean when I said host resistant. What did you think <laughs> I meant? <laughs> You don't want to be hosted. Oh, that is okay. I think you <laughs> did understand, <laughs> but I think you misunderstood. I'm sure I did. I think we have another call. Let's listen to it. 
Hi, Allison and Daniel. This is Demi, and uh, I was looking at your tweets, and I decided to call. How's my summer so far? So far, so good. Um, the most noble thing I've done is went to Yosemite last week Ooh. and saw tons of waterfalls, which is why I went. Nice. I knew there would be a bunch because of all the rain. And if you've ever hiked the mist trail, it was misting because I got soaked. But it was fun. Uh, what am I watching these days? I'm watching Silo on Apple TV. I'm not sure how I got started watching that, but now I'm hooked. Pretty interesting. Um, typical sci-fi crap. Um, dystopia, I guess. My favorite elf, uh, animal these days, uh, falcon. I see them all the time. I'm fascinated with them. Someone told me it's my spirit animal, and I'm still trying to figure out what they're telling me. Um, and that's all. And you know who this is. Damien. No, I'm not sounding out. Bye. Damien. Hi, Damien. Hi, hi. Um, uh, thank you for calling in. I've never been to Yosemite. I've been to Sequoia, but not Yosemite. I would love to go to Yosemite. Let's um, do it. They used to have this thing there way back in the day. They ha- so there's a thing where they call it a firefall now where it's like, oh, the sun catches one of the waterfalls at a particular time and it looks like it's fire. But they used to have an actual firefall where they would, I don't know if it was every night, I think there was like some sort of like lodge or something at the top of this like cliff and they would just light a bunch of shit on fire and then just throw it off the side of (laughs) the side of the thing. So it was literal fire, which is insane to think about. Like, will you just toss fire off of it? Um, Crazy times. Uh, Were you in the middle of saying this? Okay. Using the word literal made me remember... Have you noticed that Elliot has started using the word literally a lot? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so cute. I was making quesadillas uh, and there was like a pile of shredded cheese. Uh-huh. And he's like, could I like literally just have some cheese? <laughs> <laughs> it is sort of a great word. I mean, people go, well, you don't mean literally. But it's like, yeah, but it does enhance the flavor of a sentence, doesn't yes, it? Yes. But... I don't know that it was necessary because if he had said, could I have some cheese? I would have understood. But he meant. He meant him, actually. No. What did he mean? Could I just have some of that cheese that's sitting there right next to you instead of waiting for it to be in a quesadilla is what he meant. Like, can I just grab a little bit of the shredded cheese? Like literally just have some cheese. And yeah. he said it in that way where it's like, I know this is like a crazy idea, but like. Uh, he does present things a lot of times like that. Like. I mean, what did it be like when he's asking for these? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know why. He'll say, I don't know why, but I want this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like uh, literally have some, because he said it like, have some cheese? Silo. That's the name of that oh, show. Oh, yeah. I'm looking this up. But it's tell a- me how it is, folks. I've, the trailer looks interesting. And I have had lately a real hankering for some atmosphere. Excuse me. Sorry. Atmospheric sci-fi. Really? I have been I've never yearned low for key that. Uh, obsessed with the Alien franchise again, um, and just devouring lots of Geiger documentaries and shit like that. What was it? what did HR stand for? It's like Heinrich, blah blah blah. He's German, or he was mm. no, he wasn't. He was Dutch. 
Heinrich Rembrandt. His name, yeah. Uh, his name was Husenflaws Rubeldorf. <laughs> <laughs> Geiger? Which Husen? was short for Geigerius. So Husenflaws Rusen Rusendorf. Husenflaws Rusendorf. Geigen Schmiegel. Put it all together. Husenflaws Dusendorf. Rusendorf. What's his name? Husenfloss Rusendorf Geigenspiegel. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, the key ingredient to good sci-fi, I'm going to give it to you folks if you're out there making sci-fi. You ready? Extra vanilla? Atmosphere. What does that mean? I mean, if you got a, for me to care about your, your sci-fi, like really care, you got to create strong atmosphere but atmosphere could mean shit in the air or it could mean no i mean the, like, no no the way mood, it looks mood okay. all of it contributes shit in the air. <laughs> just put shit in the air folks <laughs> just pump a bunch of bee smoke into into the air and have lights go through okay in a ruined and toxic future this is the um description of it a community exists in a giant underground silo that plunges hundreds of stories deep there, people live in a society full of regulations they believe are meant to protect them. This is, is like, it like fascist. This is like the opposite of uh, Hunger Games. No, is it High Rise? Oh, like, do instead they... of going up, it's going down. Yeah, but what does this mean? They have a bunch of rules that are meant to protect them. Is it like a Handmaid's Tale situation? Is it fascism? Is it like what are what are these rules? Do you think? Probably just like fun rules. Oh, like um, you like you break it, you buy it. Or like, oh, you know what's a crazy movie with, recommendation with for folks is a movie called Platform. With eight, you get egg roll. It's like a, a crazy high concept sci-fi movie. Look it up. You know what I was feeling? I I actually had a hankering. I had a content hankering. Okay. And I was thinking, I really like. I guess what I really like are um, who are those guys? Chris and Noah, Chris and Jonah. What's their I last name? I don't know name? what you're talking about. You do, Chris and Jonah, Batman, The Prestige. Oh, Nolan. Yeah, yeah. like the the the, or even Hitchcock. Like movies where you're like, that is so conceptually clever, not annoying clever, but like yeah. I didn't see it coming, and it's make it's like bending my brain in ways, brain yes. benders. Um, with noodle, the, noodle twisters is what we call it in cinema. <laughs> yeah, I went to film school. And, I want my noodle. So I, I would like to. I like. I would like to have my noodle twisted yeah. in ways that I wasn't expecting. Like Inception, I feel like did that, and you know, with like a maybe O Henry even not the candy bar. So I could use a, a good old noodle twister. I like movies. What, what is a noodle? Maybe like Looper. Is that a noodle twister? I've never seen Looper, but maybe uh, Twelve Monkeys. Um, I love i mean i don't only love this but i love movies where they create a new atmosphere or TV show. yeah but that's part of like creating a world a, a different world that feels fully realized i do like that and too. i love letting my imagination live in that world and i think that's what's happening with alien because alien it's like so full of atmosphere it's almost only atmosphere that's how that's how much it just sits in that atmosphere and they, they, they 
the scenes like breathe and the characters just are like living in that space so that uh, they're just, uh, I just sit there thinking about it. Uh, and I, li- I like that about it. When I was a That's kid. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying in case you missed that. Yeah, no, I got that. I always enjoyed when books that I was reading had like some kind of map or like extra. Fantasy books do that. I guess a map or like a family tree or just like, right. you know, supporting documents in the front. Yeah. And I had one that was about mice, uh, this whole family of mice. And it was just like this very intricate, almost said Baroque, intricate like generations of mice mm-hmm. that all lived in this house. And it was very beautiful. And it, like the pages were really smooth. If anyone knows yes. what I'm talking about, let me know. I was pretty young when I had it, but I was. it was like, I just want to like climb into this world of, and this is sort of like those sugar eggs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, those you Easter, don't see those anymore. No. My grandmother, she'd give those to me every Easter. Did you ever eat them? I, I would. You'd hold on to me like, well, am I supposed to eat it? It's made out of sugar. And then you'd eat it and you're like, it's just sugar. It it's tastes like, yucky, yeah. But yeah. it's got like a whole little scene inside. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember having to make dioramas in school? Love that was my favorite thing to do in school. Did everyone laugh about how diorama sounds like diarrhea? Because we did. Yeah, I'm sure. But I was just like, get over it. Let's focus on the fun of making dioramas and not get distracted by the silliness of the name. Do you remember a series of books called The Littles? Yes. I was into those. Yeah. Didn't they have tales? Yeah. And they were like and, but they had like whole worlds inside yes. the, inside the who walls wrote of your homes. Those? I gotta look that up. I wanna say Richard Scary, but that's not who wrote them. No. Um John Peterson. John Peterson. The Littles are a family of tiny people who live in the big family's house. Mr. Little is only six inches tall and he is big for a little. The Littles develop a plan to get rid of the mice in the big's house. Cause they use things. That are like to us, they're small things like matches, but to them, they're big things. Right. And they use them for other purposes. It's really, uh, you know, like a needle, you know, that you use to sew, it becomes like a sword. Yeah. Yes. Um, I also think Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, the Jenny Slate story, might be similar in that way. That Marcel, movie yeah, looks great. And also, I will never watch it probably. Because because it looks too emotional and sincere for oh, right. me to want to spend time on it, mm. which is weird. But like, did you ever read? I a- don't want anything treacly in my bloodstream right now. I want mm. stuff that's like got acid for blood. You know what I mean? Did you ever read a book? And I don't think you could call it this anymore. But Indian in, in the cupboard. I didn't. And, okay. Uh, maybe you should apologize. Read it in fourth grade, and there was something about that where he used small things as like. I feel like someone like drew blood with like a tiny little, like figurine sword or something. It's like all I remember from the book. Mm. But what a book! Did you ever? I'm now going to ask you other books that I can recall. Okay. My brother Sam is dead. Nope. Um, Bridge to Terabithia. They made a movie of that. May I might have read that okay. one. Okay. Um, one there's like the Silver Crown. I don't know that one. I remember being into that. Something Captain Bowditch, like no. on your way, good Captain Bowditch. I gotta look that one up. 
I liked those kind of classic stories like Treasure Island and stuff too. I was, a, I was kind of a, like those adventure stories. Um, I swear. Wait, Captain Bowditch is on the Simpsons wiki. I s- oh, okay. I also got way into fantasy. I was like, there was a series of books called Dragonlance. I was obsessed with the Dragonlance books. And like, oh. Pier- and like Piers Anthony. Yeah. No, but there was also a bunch of books called um, Dragon Blood. Did you ever read that fantasy series? Mm, and the woman who wrote them, I feel like her name's like Jane Yarl or something. I think I know the series you're talking about. And um, Elliot has a book. I think it's How Does a Dinosaur Say Happy Birthday? Oh my God, that book. Can I just say something about that book real quick? It's the same author, yes. The book is titled How Do Di- How Do oh. What is it? How Do Dinosaurs Say Happy Birthday? I don't know. It, I can look it up. Like find out. This is important. Okay. Yeah, this is like this is really important. Finally, we get to the meat of the show. I've been wanting to get to this for Jane a long Yolen. time. Jane Yolen. How do dinosaurs say happy birthday? How do dinosaurs say happy birthday? You buy that book and you in the promise of that book be, the is that that question will be answered. Mm-hmm. That question is never answered. Oh my god. It, the book is not about how do they say happy birthday. It's just about how like what do they how do, do they on celebrate? Bir- what do they do? Uh, what do dinosaurs do on birthdays? Yeah. Yeah. So fucking call it that. Yeah. It what should be like dinosaurs- what do dinosaurs do for happy birthday or something. But don't say don't promise I'm sitting there going, I'm finally going to learn how, how do, I didn't know I wanted to know that, but now I want to know it. And I'm left at the end with a new question I didn't have before (laughs) unanswered. So you've introduced a new problem into my life. Do you want to feel bad about yourself? No. Okay, never mind. Okay, yes. Yes, and listened to listen to this. This is from um, Wikipedia. Familiar with it? Jane Hyatt Yolen, born February eleventh, nineteen thirty nine. Yolen, Yolen, <laughs> like Yolo, is Maybe an American writer. Okay, of fantasy, science fiction, and children's books. She is the author and editor of more than three hundred and fifty books. Lord, but if they're all like this, I mean, fuck, you know, it's like I could crank out this. Of which the best known is The Devil's Arithmetic, a Holocaust novella. Oh, my God. Um, here's the thing. There, there's a lot of these, how do dinosaurs clean their room? How do dinosaurs do this? And by the way, I'm not buying any of them because obviously we're not going to learn how dinosaurs clean their room. Right. But the book that I read of hers back when I was in seventh or eighth grade, this Di- Dragon's Blood book, was... Uh, like 300 pages or something. So, wow. yeah, I have read a Does long book. Does she do nothing else but write? Like, How do you do that? How do you write that much? I don't know. I got to find this Dragon's Blood book. I'm sorry, is anyone listening to this anymore? Mm-mm, it's just us now. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to find that. I'm going to let that go. Um, Daniel, hey, I think we've... We've exhausted our content. I think it's time to end the show. Mm. Oh. Yeah. 
I was making a joke like it's time to end Alice Rosen as your new best friend, but it the joke didn't come through mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. It just sounded like I was saying it's time to bring this episode to a close. Mm-hmm. But it is. Mm-hmm. I'd like to everyone to please, if you run into Stephen Weber, don't don't like tweet him. But if you see him in person, just hint at accepting my request for him to be a collaborator on that story, please. A. B, get yourself a t-shirt or a um, water bottle or a mug. An Alice and Rosen's new best friend one. Pint glass. You're really flooding the market. A sweatshirt. I know, is it too much? No, it gives people Because people also want stickers, which I have started designing some stickers or like getting them ready. And... There's requests for other stuff too. Patches. Some of these designs are by a very, very talented artist. Are we allowed to say this? Yeah, Josh Holtzclaw. Josh Holtzclaw, who he's amazing. He works for Pixar. He does like incredible work and he made some of these things that you're selling. They're not just like by some schmuck like me. No, they're by an accomplished dude. Yeah. So go get them, snap them up. Um, And then. uh, follow me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. And of course, I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon! Detailed analysis or rundown, if you will, about my high school reunion. Oh boy. That's one of the friend zone episodes this month. I mean, we are talking. We are are talking. you ever going to tell me whose bra was on your head when you came, when you were done with that? I don't even know. No, that's, I don't know, that's how drunk I was. Oh, honey. What was the fun thing that we said at the beginning of the show? Did we? Yeah, it wasn't Jarvis, but it was like we were, we put R's into two. Macarb. Yeah, no, but there was something else. Oh, I, I've already oh, I've it. already blocked the show. I out of know. My Shoot. Oh well. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And then also check out my new podcast with Todd Perry, aforementioned Deadhead. Mm. And that is at patriot.com Patriot. oh great patreon.com slash allison and todd and that one's just two dollars a month there's only one level and oh the content daniel where might we find you uh at daniel quants i mean i don't do twitter really anymore uh although I've been getting a lot of follows from beautiful women. <laughs> so I don't know. They've suddenly found me. They like, like dozens that you're a man a week. of few words. Uh, and they all want to have sex with me. Really? It's amazing what's happening on Twitter. But follow me on Instagram instead because sometimes I post stories there. And we're also both on Blue Sky. Find us there. Blue Sky. Not lots going on there yet for me. And uh, was there another thing that I'm doing? No, I don't think so. Not really. Just love me, you guys. That's all I want. Just don't leave me. Well, we got to go. Please. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 